Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 163. I'm your host, Emily Aries. And today I want to share with you one of the biggest takeaways I gleaned from an excellent, relatively new book that came out earlier this year from Emily Nagoski called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Now, for full disclosure, we have been trying to get Emily Nagoski on this podcast for a very long time so that she could break all this down for you directly. But uh, I'm starting to give up hope that that's going to happen. We have yet to hear a response from her, understandably, because she's a very busy and important lady. But I didn't want to wait any longer to share this key insight that I gained from her book with all of you, because it's really changed the game for me. So let's dive into today's episode, knowing that if you want to learn more, I highly recommend getting this directly from Emily Nagoski herself by buying her new book. I'll link to it in today's show notes. So here's the deal. We all know stress is bad, right? It can ruin your day. It can hurt your body. It clouds your mind. But do you know how to actually complete the stress cycle? How to rid your body and your brain of harmful stress hormones and actually get yourself back to feeling on steady psychological ground? Well, understanding the stress cycle can really help. And this is one of the biggest takeaways I gained from Emily Nagoski's book. So when stress is triggered, we experience a physiological response in our brains and in our bodies more broadly. When our brains notice a stressor, it activates a generic stress response, writes Nagoski, quote, a cascade of neurological and hormonal activity that initiates physiological changes to help you survive, Epinephrine acts instantly to push blood into your muscles. Glucocorticoids keep you going, and endorphins help you ignore how uncomfortable all of this is. Your heart beats faster, so your blood pumps harder, so your blood pressure increases and you breathe more quickly. Your muscles tense, your sensitivity to pain diminishes, your attention is alert and vigilant, focusing on the short-term, here-and-now thinking, and your entire body and mind change in response to a perceived threat, end quote. Now, this is a very primal way that our brains are designed to keep us safe, right? The stress response is designed to help us escape or flee or run away from some threat. They were designed with the stress of a rattlesnake or a saber-toothed tiger in mind, things you literally have to run from. So to calm this entire system down, the cycle has to complete. Once our fight, flight, and freeze response is triggered, your brain and body needs to know that you've actually escaped the threat in order for everything to calm back down. It needs to essentially know that you outran the saber-toothed tiger. 
But many stressors today don't look too much like the saber-toothed tigers and rattlesnakes that our ancestors had to dodge. Maybe they come in the form of microaggressions, like when a colleague explains something to you that you've been studying for the better part of a decade. Maybe it's the stress of overwhelm at home, juggling caring for aging parents with caring for your own children and trying to be a great boss on top of it all. Often, our stress triggers today would be completely inappropriate to literally run from. Can you imagine getting up and fleeing the office the next time a colleague is passive aggressive to you in a meeting? Instead, most of us just bottle it up. We slap a smile on our face. We say, actually, Todd, since this is the project I landed for our company, I do believe I need to be there at the initial client onboarding meeting. You know, we're trying to be nice. We're trying to muffle our anger. We're trying to mute our stress. Meanwhile, our heart is pumping, our palms are sweaty, and stress hormones have flooded our entire body and brain. So we have to complete the stress cycle in order to rinse our brains and bodies of all of those stress hormones. And here's the deal. There's a reason why exercise is recommended as the number one best way to reduce stress. It's the fastest way to show your brain that you've outrun the tiger, that you've escaped the threat. It's the fastest way to complete the stress cycle and essentially rinse all those stress hormones out of your brain. Here's how Nagoski explains it in her book. When you're being chased by a lion, what do you do? You run. When you're being stressed out by the bureaucracy and hassle of living in the 21st century, what do you do? You run or you swim or you dance around your living room singing along to Beyonce, or sweat it out in a Zumba class, or do literally anything that moves your body enough to get you breathing deeply. For how long? Between 20 and 60 minutes a day does it for most folks. And yes, it should be most days. After all, you experience stress most days. So you should be completing the stress response cycle most days too. End quote. She goes on to provide a whole bunch of different suggestions beyond exercise for folks who are not able to exercise, who are simply completely abhor exercise to complete the stress cycle, including deep breathing exercises, this interesting way of kind of isolating and focusing on squeezing and tensing and releasing different muscles in your body and more. And for me, reading this section of her book was a huge aha moment for me, as Oprah might say. Because I've always known that regular exercise keeps me feeling good mentally and physically, but I never fully understood why. So now when I'm, let's say, on the road for a speaking tour and dragging myself to the hotel gym is like the last thing I want to do after a long day of travel, I actually think of it less about working out and more about rinsing out the stress hormones from my brain. And understanding the physiological aspect of exercise in this way makes me feel better sometimes about just kind of dialing it in on the reclined exercise bike. Basically, I know I'm not there to build muscle or to necessarily burn fat, but I'm still going. I'm still putting in 30 minutes on the bike. I'm still pushing myself at least a little bit, not for the physical change, but for the mental change. I'm literally going to rinse the stress out of my body and brain. And this brings a whole new meaning to the concept of working out for your sanity, not your vanity. I hope this helps inspire you to see exercise, even moderate exercise, as a 
imperative component to stress management in your life. And I'd love to hear if this shifts your thinking or shifts your behavior as well. If you've got other suggestions for how to complete the stress cycle, or if you've had a chance to read Emily Nagoski's new book and had other thoughts or feedback and insights in the book that you found interesting, I'd love to hear from you. Weigh in at bossedup.org slash 163 in the comments section to weigh in. Or you can always find me on social media at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. And if you found today's episode helpful, if you found this insight to be an aha moment for you as well, share it with the women in your world and the people on your social media networks who you think could stand to benefit as well. Thanks as always for listening, subscribing, for reviewing this podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, because your loyalty, your endorsements, your suggestions, and your help spreading the word is why I do this and is hugely impactful to our success here at Bossed Up. In the meantime, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.